It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Who are the players Auburn needs to make sure stay for another season? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a crane kick Thursday. Jake Crane of Crane & Company hanging out with us. And I guess esteemed actor, Jake Crane. We'll get on, we'll, we'll get to that later, later in the show. But Jake, there's so much talk about the transfer portal, which opens next week. And the emphasis on going to get new players. And Auburn was very active in the portal last year. I think they'll have to be very active in the portal this year. But a key element in all of this is to make sure there's four or five guys on every roster that are either looking to move for a better situation or on the fringe of getting drafted and they don't know if they should stay or go. Auburn has to make sure this tier of players stays on their roster. To me, I think that's just as important as going out to get new talent. Yeah, I mean, look, now you got to re-recruit your own players. Right. I mean, that, that added that new element. Uh, why, why, one of the reasons that you've seen these recruiting departments staff up isn't just to go get new guys, isn't just to evaluate new guys, but to be able to brainstorm ways to keep guys. And, and it's made it tougher. Now, you know, the obvious answer is up front, right? You know, that, that's the quickest way to bridge the gap keeping the talent you have up front on both sides of the ball, keeping a guy like Eugene Asante, a playmaker on defense who can play at this level. You're going to have some guys that, that move on that need to move on. Trimming the fat is a real thing. Some guys need to go to the draft. It's it's their time and and you know that they, they've put in the work. But it starts up front, especially on that offensive line. I think Auburn did a really good job. I, I think that is the, the thing that you can take away the most, I think, from this Auburn team is I thought the offensive line really overperformed, uh, including in the Alabama game. So trying to keep as many of those guys as possible, adding new guys, because keeping those guys helps you develop the young guys you're bringing in, the Dre Carters, guys like that. It, it's such a huge jump to go from high school playing up front. Not that it's not a huge jump at skill positions. It is. At quarterback, it's a massive jump. We know sure. that. Outside of quarterback, though, on the line of scrimmage is where physically you really do have grown men that are playing in this league. And it takes time, not only get that experience of playing, like Falk, like you've seen the way he's progressed. Like it's just very rarely does a Jadavian Clowney or one of those things that Michigan has up front that uh, some of those young guys that they've had, uh, yeah. very rarely are guys able to come in and play early. But I'm going to be honest with you, Zach, man, I'm, I'm still, and I'm not even in it anymore. Look, I, I'm a fan, uh, obviously, of Auburn. We're all fans. I've been in it. I know how the sausage is made. Typically, I don't get super emotional after a win or a loss. Um, but that game against the Iron Bowl, it it physically it, it's killer, man. It was it was sickening. It was yeah. it was brutal. And me and you talked before. I do think that the national championship game was more brutal. I know Auburn had beaten Georgia and Alabama that year, but you know, again, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, we've only seen one in our lifetime had a chance to win two in three years, and you should have won that one. Put the safe punt return out on the field before halftime. Could have told you that when I was in seventh grade. But mm -hmm. um, this was as bad of a loss as I can remember at Auburn. A and it's it's very hard to, to trust Auburn in general. If you've been an Auburn fan your whole life, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. But after these last two Iron Bowls, especially this last one, because Bryce Young 
beat you 99 yards down the field. You you yeah. can go to sleep at night. Last two last two Iron Bowls in Jordan Hare Stadium. Just want to make sure Hare we're Stadium. having the conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this last one, you gave it to him. You gave it to him. And we got to be honest about that, right? We we got to tell the truth. So yeah, yeah. it's it's huge. Um, but man, it's uh just a, a tough pill to swallow after last weekend. So let's go back to you talking about the trenches, and we'll, we'll start with the offensive side of the ball because I agree with the offensive line. I thought it was solid, and it got better over the course of the season, which is what you want to see. And you look at it, and there's four guys that cannot return on the offensive line. Gunnar Brenton and Avery Jones are your starters. And then Cam Stutz and Jalil Irvin, they're also out of eligibility. And so yep. then, to me, the attention turns to Dylan Wade. Yep. Can Auburn keep Dylan Wade from entering the draft or transferring? I guess he could transfer. It seems like it's either going to be either stay or, or go to the draft. But to me, he becomes one of the most important players on this roster as far as making sure he stays. Whatever you need to do, Hugh Freeze, to keep Dylan Wade as part of this mm -hmm. roster in 2024, he becomes a priority in my mind. No doubt. Uh, again, it, it, you know, your work's almost done for you because he's one of the few guys that can return. And I was mainly talking about the, the young guys up front on on defense, right? Keeping keeping them, which Auburn shouldn't have a problem keeping them. But yeah, uh, he's he's a proven commodity. He understands. It's, it gives you some continuity, right? The goal is to have successful continuity, not just to return guys, but to return guys who do a really good job. Return guys that know the system. Return guys that you don't have to walk through it in the spring and hope they come together in the summer. Because the offensive line, it's just like anything. You have to gel together. You, you are one, one organism within a huge organism that is a football team that has to be able to move together. So, yes, it's got to be a, a, um, a Dylan Wade onslaught. I'm sure it will be. I, they've had these conversations. But now, Zach, with the COVID year, who knows? Can't everybody come back? Like, when can I literally not go? If I'm Hugh Freeze, Look, I, I mean, God, is somebody coughing? Like we maybe we need, maybe we need to keep somebody another year. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So he, Freeze has that magic number of offensive linemen that he likes. He's losing four, mm -hmm. and then we'll at least four. We'll see what happens with Dylan Wade if other guys transfer or not. He's only bringing in one so far, probably two if Favor Edwin um, commits. I feel good about that one. Let's just I, I do too. Way. I do too. So how how aggressive do they need to be in the portal for offensive linemen? Do they need to go out and find another Gunner Britton that no. could be versatile and be a key piece and a leader at multiple spots? Yeah. Well, here's here's where it comes down to what we talked about before the year when you're taking over a program, you know, and and you got to win quickly. Now we know that we, we know how the arms race for college football is and the expectations at a place like Auburn. You, you, it, it is a nice mixture of early in your tenure as a head coach being able to plug holes in the boat with offensive linemen from the transfer portal while developing your guys. You do not want to get into a year-on-year a -year pattern where you're having to basically replace all the offensive linemen with other offensive linemen. You want to, you want to go through that transfer portal window those couple years to be able to give the young guys time to develop create that core that then becomes another core and then be able to, Hey, we need a tackle this year. We can go get one. We've seen Auburn hit up the Juco ranks for guys and they've had success there. Remember, I think you're returning too tall, right? You're, you're returning Connor Lou who's shown you that he can do it. So it's not just Dylan per se, but if you're Auburn, you've got to go find guys that can help you have a better year next year because that next, obviously the next year is crucial. You got to go to Georgia. You got to go to Alabama. And if Auburn wants to continue to build this thing up back to where it should be, and Hugh Freeze is going to do that, uh, they've got to go get some guys that can play immediately while developing some of these young guys because it is not a one year fix 
on this offensive line. And that was one of the reasons Gus Malzahn was let go. And it takes time. Yeah. The other very, very important player on this roster. Yeah, Crean, I'll get your thoughts on him in just a moment. Right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience is what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle. Any part you can imagine, eBay Motors has it. They've got over 122 million parts in stock. They've counted, I guess, when they type that out. It's incredible. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. Ah, see what eBay did there? Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Customers, Jake Crane, our guest on this Crane Kick Thursday. Mentioned Dylan Wade being very important. I think Jalen McLeod is vastly important because there's a lot of positions that enter the transfer portal. We've already seen a bunch of quarterbacks say that they're going to go. We see a bunch of offensive linemen from smaller schools that want to take the step up, similar to what Dylan Wade and Gunnar Britton did uh, and Avery Jones did last year. You don't see a whole lot of elite pass rushers enter the transfer portal because they're so well taken care of at their spot or they go to the NFL because they know they're going to get drafted higher than other positions. McLeod? Auburn needs to make sure he feels comfortable and good about the vision for this program so he doesn't go to the league. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the NFL draft, right? Who goes first? It's the quarterbacks and the edge players. That's right. The tackles and the edge rushers. There's a reason for that. Where is the game won and lost? So, yeah, and and look, um, I, I would feel very confident about Auburn being able to retain Jalen McLeod, not to the transfer portal, but even to the NFL draft because he was – banged up a lot this year, right? Now, some people say, oh, well, maybe if he gets a decent grade, he's going to go because he was hurt. That just depends on the kid. I don't, or, or the guy, they're not kids. Um, I don't know Jalen McLeod personally, but mm -hmm. I think it would behoove him, give him a better chance to make more money if he were able to come back and do it for a full year in the SEC. That tape is invaluable. Now you add Texas, right? Now you add Oklahoma. The tape is invaluable. I mean, and you add him with some of the young talent that you have, with what you're bringing in, I think there's some young guys on the defensive side that are really going to help. I'm really excited about seeing, you know, Riddick and some of these guys at linebackers too, uh, are sure. at linebacker as well. But yeah, I, I mean, again, if you want to compete, wide receivers are great, man. Safeties are great. They're fantastic. And they're very important. And just look at Auburn this year. You know, I'm, I'm willing to name names. Some won't, but I'm willing to name names. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Auburn retaining the pass rushers and the guys that can stop the pass rushers, then obviously we're going to get into quarterback. So I, I think Auburn, the team chemistry, uh, you know, the culture that Hugh Freeze is building, I think guys want to be a part of that. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. As far as, as far as spending, 
I mean, NIL is a factor in all of this, Jake. The balance of making sure your current players are happy versus going out to get other guys. How do you how do you weigh that in your mind? I mean, it's just like anything. It's just like in the NFL. How valuable are you to the team? Well, like whoever is, we think is the most valuable is going to get the most money. Like that's mm. how it should work. That's how this whole thing works. If yeah. if there's a guy out there that can help, right? Going and spending money on Cam Ward would probably be a really good idea if, if I was Auburn, from what we've heard. Uh, Will Howard would probably be a pretty good idea uh, to, to spend money on if you're Auburn. But you've got – that's the thing. It's it's a budget, right? It's just like any budget. How much – how valuable are the groceries? How valuable are repairs? How valuable is gas? It, it's the same thing. Not to say that human beings are like groceries, but when you're building a team, just like in the NFL, the guys that are the most important are going to get the most money. Now, when it comes down to – Who's more proven? Well, if we're going to look at the transfer portal, those are proven commodities pretty much. We know what Cam Ward can do. Sure. We know what Will Howard can We don't know what Walker White can do yet against SEC. Not saying that he shouldn't get the money or he won't be great. We just don't know that. We don't so know. Right. you have a proven commodity versus a projection. It's like it's like in the NFL. You've got some GMs that would rather, rather trade draft picks to be able to go get free agents because they know what they're getting with that free agent as opposed to projecting somebody that's coming up through the draft because while you may have a great idea, you concretely do not know how that player will fare. I did not mean for that to rhyme. How that yes. player will work out in the league that you're playing in. Projection sure. versus proven. Mm -hmm. Do you think Hugh Freeze will adjust how he attacks the portal from last year and we talked about how it was a big deal, and then I got talked into it being not a big deal, some by players and some by fans, but I think this portal is going to be vastly more important than the portal after spring because that's when Auburn got a Jalen McLeod and a Peyton Thorne and several other mm -hmm. key factors on this team, and they didn't really hit their stride until you know week eight or nine, and then we started seeing the best version of Jalen McLeod. Some of that was injury, but I think a lot of that was fit and scheme and just being comfortable inside, you know, everything that's happening around you. You can't miss spring and expect to compete when no. a bunch of your pieces that you're going to be relying on in the fall are there. No. I've heard you say it before. You build a football team in the spring, you get ready for the season in the fall. And I don't think Auburn was able to capitalize on that no. a year ago. And, and even Peyton Thorne too. You know, look, look, look when he Huge. came in. Right. Uh, look, look, it's, and, and I know I'm making a lot of parallels, but, but that's the best way to explain these things because there's a ton of similarities. It's like in recruiting. Most of the good players are signing in December, right? If you're having to wait until the old sign, there's no early signing period. You have signing period and then the late window now. If you're having to wait until February outside of a handful of guys that are waiting for grades or certain scenarios where they have to wait, then you're going to be in trouble. You're probably not getting the best player. It's the same thing in the transfer portal. Because sure. think about it. A lot, of, and there's not going to be a ton of head coaching movement this year as opposed to years past, but winter head coaches getting fired. They're getting fired now. So yeah. winter players getting in the portal. They're getting in now. When I was recruiting, if we were going to take a JUCO guy, we wanted a JUCO guy we could get in December, not one in May. The value of getting a player in December over May, or in this case, December over whenever you know the, the portal opens up again, it's a totally different market, right? The market changes. So if you're talking about strategy, yes, the strategy is going to be different. It's a new year. You have some young guys in places you feel good about that you don't want to replace, that you want to give a chance to go out there and keep developing, as opposed to last year when you took over a program that lost their head coach, you had guys that hit the portal, there was uncertainty, you've been there a year now, there is continuity, 
right? You may make some adjustments on the coaching staff or, or this, that, or the other, but it's a new year. It's a new team with new problems and new solutions. So you're going to attack the transfer portal differently. Uh, how aggressive will he be? I think it depends on what the market bears. If there are players that, again, it's a balance. You can't just go and this isn't basketball. Basketball, you can go. Look at Auburn basketball this year. They went and basically got a brand new team. It's a brand new team. But when you right. have that small of a roster, you can form it faster. This is a roster of 125 human beings. This mm -hmm. is the ultimate team sport. So you don't want to get into this revolving door of replacing everybody every single year. You can't build culture that way. You can't develop players that way. Players don't want to come in and be part of a program where it's a revolving door every year and you really never know. Now, that doesn't mean you don't compete your fullest every year. You should. But you can't build culture if the same people aren't there. And culture is a big part of what Hugh Freeze is trying to build. No question about it. All right, let's pivot to quarterback, Jake. Peyton Thorne seems to be sticking around. I'd be shocked if Holden Gurner didn't transfer. I think Robbie wants to transfer, but he, I think he's got to graduate. And so there's been different reports on when that's actually going to happen, but it's, it's not this semester. So how do you think they handle that? You know, He's going to want four quarterbacks, you would think, but one of them is going to be kind of up in the air depending on academic stuff. And yeah. You know, can you bring in a big name guy when you still have Peyton Thorne on the roster? Well, l listen, here's here's the way I look. If there's a better player out there, which I think there are better players in the portal right now, I, I've named a couple. Uh, then you try and go try and go get one at quarterback. Now, the, the numbers are what the numbers are. Holden Garner leaves that open up opens up a spot, right? Robbie Ashford leaves if he's able that opens up two spots. Walker White is coming in, that eats up a spot, right? So so you have one scholarship that that's taken over there. Um, as far as Peyton Th Thorne overall, look, I think Peyton Thorne did some good things, but he doesn't throw it well enough to not be an elite runner in this system. I would rather you be an elite runner and, and throw it like that to where at least you're so dangerous running that, that you can make up for, for some of the passing. Um, and look, he did things in the iron ball that were good. He, he had some good throws, but he also, I mean, even the ball to Fairweather that Fairweather should have caught. I mean, it's such an ugly throw. You had throws early in that game. I don't think. You can win the SEC with Peyton Thorne at quarterback. You, I, in this system, you can, you can win get nine away games with Peyton Thorne at quarterback. I mean, yeah, I, I think you could win nine games, but is that where we're at? Like, is that? Yeah, is that, is I think that, I think that is where we're at right now. Jake. Well, I, it's not I where just, we want to be, but I do think. Well, it's where I, we're I at. feel like if that's the standard, we're screwed already. Then why even play? Like, sure. you you go get the best player that you can possibly get. You should expect to win all try and win all of your games you need to have the best player at quarterback if you can go get cam ward to come in you go get him if you can go get will howard to come in who is will the most elite runner ever no but he's a pretty good runner like he's a he's a pretty good runner of the football and the last time a humongous quarterback that could run and throw it decent came in it turned out pretty well i yeah. just don't think not that peyton thorne's a bad runner but you aren't an elite enough runner to be able to struggle throwing like that and Auburn to reach their heights. Hugh Freeze and them are not going into next season saying, God, I just, you know, man, let's try and win nine. Let's do whatever yeah. we do to win nine. You've got to try and put the best roster together possible, especially after the way you just played Georgia and Bama with this team. See, sure. that's the one, the one caveat. You can't say, oh, well, you know, we're so far behind Georgia and Bama that all we can do is win nine games. You played Georgia better than just about anybody. You and Georgia Tech. Uh, you played Bama as good as anybody when Bama was rolling. You gave Alabama the game. You handed them the Iron Bowl in reality. So 
I mean, you, you got to be on the attack. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, expectations now for this team and this offseason. We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You just pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections, and you hopefully watch the winnings roll in. If you're like me and your fantasy team stink this year, Prize Picks gives you life and can help you enjoy Sunday afternoons again. So head over to prizepicks.com slash locked on college or download their app, Prize Picks. Just search it in your phone's app store. It's free. And use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college. This daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Got a few minutes this week with Jake Crane of Crane and Company. So expectations, I mean, you talk, you you just kind of hinted at it, Jake. Expectations at Auburn are to win more than nine games. Is that is that realistic, though? I mean, let's have this conversation right now. As far as what we think Hugh Freeze can do in the portal over this next month and what we think he's going to do on early signing day next month, can Auburn compete for the SEC in year two? Yes. Yes, I think they can. Without a doubt. I, I think Hugh Freeze is that good. And look, as, as sickening as the Iron Bowl was, Hugh Freeze is the right guy. Right? He's he's the right I'm guy to you. do this. Like, I'm I mean, shocked he's, at how many people are saying Hugh Freeze isn't the guy after that game. I'm shocked. I, I, yeah. I'm shocked. I, look, there's some stuff that could have been done better. I, I thought the communication in the partner turner situation was absolutely awful. Um, that 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 worries me more than anything. Not even the drop punts that nobody told the head coach the backup punt returner was in. Even are, you in the, was, are you in the camp that the head coach should always know the personnel in the field? Zach, I've been on the sideline. It, you, you have to like like this. This isn't some. Do you think at a place like Alabama or or any of these places that win that Nick Saban wouldn't know the backup punt returners out there? I'm with and you, dude. I'm like like you. I've been on the side. I've done this. Like whenever there's an injury, I don't care if it's the guard, I don't care if it's the punt returner or whatever. The medical staff looks at looks at the person then tells whoever they need to tell this person can go, this person cannot go, right? Or if somebody's tired and they tell the, the special teams guy, hey, I'm tired, I can't catch this punt. Hey, coach, Keontae can't go out there and catch the punt. We're going to put Coy in. Are you okay with that? The head coach has to know, especially during the biggest punt return of the year. Right. That's the part that worries me. It's that nobody told the head coach. And there's time. There's plenty of time to tell him. Because what if Hugh Freeze would have said, you know what? I don't feel comfortable with Coy catching this punt. Let's either put somebody else back there or let's let it hit, right? Let's stay safe and let the ball hit. But the fact that he didn't know, that is a big-time failure of communication at a place at Auburn where that should not happen. That doesn't happen in high school. like that. I, I hope everybody understands that that's the biggest failure in all of this. The head coach has to know because he need. it's a very important situation. So I, I was shocked. Uh, by that. Um, but as far as extra, yeah, look, this isn't Mississippi State, 
Right. Like we're not out here hoping to win nine games, right? And and everything's okay. Now, is it realistic to think that Auburn's going to go undefeated next year? No, it's not realistic. It's not realistic to think anybody really is going to go undefeated. But there's a standard, right? Sure. And you're always always trying to get to that standard. But if anybody can do it, Auburn can. We've seen Auburn turn around the program quicker than anybody ever of all time. I mean, you think what Colorado did was impressive. Look what Gus Malzahn did in year one. Like right. so, if we're talking about a place like Auburn, the expectations need to be. This is a place that is an elite place that has everything you need to win, that has NIL, facility, resources, loyalty, fan base, tradition. Yes, you should go win. And Hugh Freeze another. You don't get paid this amount of money to go win nine games at Auburn. That's not how this works. This is in Syracuse. Does Auburn end up with Cam Coleman in a few weeks? What I would do, Zach, if it was me, Hugh Freeze looks like he's calling the plays, and he should. Do you see the difference? Do you, do you see the difference when Hugh Freeze is calling the plays and when he's not? So yes. if you're going to do that, I don't need. And listen, I'm sure Phil Montgomery's a great guy, right? I don't want. I don't wish getting fired on anybody. But what is his purpose here outside of helping game plan? Which a guy like Damian Craig could. You can be mad about Damian Craig or any. If it's me, I'm bringing in an OC that can recruit while I call the plays. That's what I'm doing. Or have co-OCs or something like that. I think that's the move that, that has to be made. So you're calling so, Damian Craig if you're Hugh Freeze? I'm calling Damian Craig, for sure, without a wow. doubt. With that, Yeah, I'm calling him. Talking about bringing in recruits? I don't need you to come here and design the offense, right? I don't even need you to coach the wide receivers. You can help me game plan. That's great. I'm the one with the sheet. I'm the one calling the play. We see this all the time in college football with head coaches that call the plays, right? Or even defensive coaches, right? Who They bring in guys that are great recruiters. Like yeah. you have co-OCs that are great recruiters, right? Or bring in Del McGee or s something, you know, something like that. Because I think Auburn is going to get Cam Coleman. I think they're going to get Perry Thompson. I think there's a good chance. I don't care what anybody says. Say it. That they Say get it. Ryan Williams. Let's go. I, yeah, I, I think there's a good chance that happens. So if you can bring in a guy that can help with that, for sure. Because this is Hughes' offense. Make no and he's not letting it go. Not after the way it went down offensively with this personnel. So I, that's what I would do. Five. In this scenario, five freshman wide receivers. What does that look like offensively? Better than what we got. I'm sick of waiting on Cam Brown. Dog, just go look in the mirror or something, man. Like, that's about it. I'm sick of waiting on these guys. Javari Johnson showed up. Showed up and showed yeah. out. Respect. The rest of them, Fairweather, good player. I think he's gone. I, I think Fairweather's going to test out pretty well. I, I, I actually think there's a chance he goes. Interesting. Um, I don't know what his grade situation is either. But I would rather take Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, and Ryan Williams right now over what Auburn had. Hands down. I'm sick of waiting. I waited with Jake, Shedrick let, Jackson. Jake, let, let's put Bryce Kane and Malcolm Simmons in put that conversation too. Put, I'm yeah. sick of waiting on Malcolm Johnson. I'm sick of waiting on all these guys that were supposed to be good that have done nothing. That have done absolutely nothing. Bring in some young guys. They may make some mistakes, but they're going to make some plays and make you say, ooh, Caleb Burton? I think has a shot. Sure. I think Burton has a shot. There's some guys that showed flash, but I'm done with this waiting game. You don't get four years to wait at Auburn and not make a play. I'm sick of that. Go get in young guys that can come in here and make plays. Jake, you got a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, give some folks some of the news that dropped earlier this week. Yeah, wild. Uh, so we're in a movie, uh, starring in a movie uh, that you can catch on. It's called Lady Ballers. Basically, it's this. I don't think you I don't think it's any political statement to say men shouldn't play in women's sports. That's what it's about. If you like Joanna Man, it's different than that, but it's in the same premise. And basically, we're a group of dudes that 
go and play against women and dominate to try and make the, the global games, uh, quote unquote, Olympics, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it. It'll remind you of bench warmers, kind of dodgeball a little bit. The trailer's on YouTube. It's called Lady Ballers. Go check it out. It was a ton of fun to make. My first time ever acting. Uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of hurry up and wait. Did not expect that. The word coverage, it doesn't just doesn't just pertain to football, Zach. That's, that's for sure in the secondary. Uh, so yeah, it drops uh, December 1st, this Friday. Uh, on Daily Wire Plus, it's gotten like 22 million views on Twitter. It's gone absolutely viral. I, the positive response, so I can't believe it, um, sure. to be honest with you. But yeah, uh, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. How would you rate your performance as an actor, Jake? Man, you know, I the thing is, Zach, like I haven't seen it yet. Like I know yeah. I, I watched the trailer. You know, I'm not you know, I'm not saying I'm like Daniel Day-Lewis or anything, but I think I did a pretty good job. Uh, sure. But with the premieres tonight, I'm going to see it. And uh, if it's nearly as funny as the trailer, um, you know, look, I'm sh- look. I may not be the the best athlete in the world. I'm out there just being fundamental, right? I'm where I need to be, doing what I need to do, trying to make it funny. So we'll see. We'll let the uh, let the audience decide. A lot yeah. of it depends on you know, I guess, kind of what your ideology is. But I, I just you know, if you think men should play in women's sports, I, I I don't know what to tell you. We just probably wouldn't get along. That's Jake Crane of Crane and Company. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.